0: Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, a Star Trek podcast. This is episode 231. Woo! (gasps) I know. It's fucking batshit. And uh, I'm here to talk about two episodes of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, When It Rains and Tacking Into the Wind. And of course, here to discuss with me, uh, I brought my friends. Uh, I, I am Caitlin. I'm Jake! Oh no. That was
1: loud and this is Chris.
0: That was less loud. This is Ames. I'm James. James. Welcome
2: back, James. James, not nearly loud enough.
3: <laughs> what? I could be louder.
2: No. No,
0: do no it. more louder. Go get some bells. And whistles. So here we are again. God, I don't even know. I don't even know. I'm going to try to follow a couple... Like, I'm going to try to do what we've been doing and, like, do it a line at a time, maybe. So the first thing that I can think of that happens in this is that Gowron is coming to Deep Space Nine to do Martok a big honor. Or so it seems. But in fact... After awarding Martok a big, you're a fucking awesome general bro medal, Gowron's like, and now I will be taking charge of the war and shit with his crazy face and his mouth and his Eyes. eyes, mostly his eyes. And Martok's like, what? You gave me a medal and now you're making me a bitch? What the fuck? And Worf is like, oh, he's trying to humiliate you because he thinks you want to become like, space pope or whatever of the war of the wharf empire i almost said of the klingon empire and martog's like but i'm a soldier i don't want to be chancellor i don't wanna and warf's like well too bad because i'm gonna challenge gar uh, Garon to battle and kill the fuck out of him because he keeps losing battles and making us all look like bitches And that's exactly what Worf does. He bat lefts him right in the fucking gut, kills Gowron. Everybody's like, yay, Worf, you're the chancellor. And he's like, oh, hell no. Martok is the chancellor. I don't think so. And Martok's like, okay. Uh, So that's number one. Number two is, bad news, guys. Odo, he's got the fucking... He's got the junk. He's got the junk and not only... Yeah, well, definitely not in the trunk. I think he's got a little teeny butt. But, speaking of butt... Not only does he have the junk, guys, he might have originated the junk. And you know where he might have got the goddamn junk? Starfleet. Starfleet might have given that motherfucker the space junk so that he could spread it to all his founder friends and do them all a death. Who's more dishonorable, Gowron or
2: Starfleet?
3: Starfleet. More like Star... Be fair, it's probably Section 31.
2: Yeah, More like
3: Section... 30, Thirty sucks. Dumb. Yeah. Thirty, oh, 30 dumb.
0: Oh, <laughs> you got their number?
3: It's thirty-one. That's their number.
0: Hey, that is their number. Yeah, and Julian is trying to cure the shit, but he's getting—he's uh, running into a lot of roadblocks. People being all like, "Do you got Sigma Nine, Ultraman, Power Man, 5000? uh access or what? And he's like, no. But Cisco does, and they give Cisco a pile of bullshit that Julian only recognizes because he knows that I don't know, like I don't know, some resonance some resonance something or other on Odo comes back the exact same as it came back once before, which is apparently impossible. Would you say it's a fake? It's a fake. Yes, I would, as Hi. it turns out. Yes. And so, so Bashir is like, oh, I, you know, I'm gonna solve, I have to solve this. It's what I do, damn it, is I solve viruses. And O'Brien's like, Look here, you fruity bugger. You're never going to do it on your own. But what we can do is we can lure in section 31 and then fuck him in the ass until they give us the answer and help cure the genophage or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Ignore that
2: Ezri's trying to proclaim her love for you and do this thing we need you to do.
0: Oh yeah, that's a that's a B point 2 plot is that <laughs> You know, Julian's like, but why is Ezri always avoiding me all the time? Gee whiz. And Ezri's like, um, well, I need to tell you how I feel. Uh, I fucked Worf. Oh, uh, I mean, uh, uh, <laughs> and Bashir's like, all right, well, fucking say no more, I guess. Shit. And so that kind of goes nowhere. Oh, what else is new? The Cardassian Sea. The Cardassians, they're they're our friends now. I mean sort of. Not Some really. They still they're still cunts, but they're but they're helping us fight. Demar's Demar's our buddy. But the problem is, is they're used to like, you know, big assaults and like, you know, face to face combat type shit, but they gotta learn the guerrilla warfare. And who better to teach Cardassians guerrilla warfare than Garrick? Fucking Kieran Reese? What oh, the fuck? Right is like, hey, I know you fucking hate that guy because, you know, he represents everything that was horrible in your childhood and growing up and his people have raped your country. And oh, and he also shot your friend, sister, wife. But uh I don't know. no, I don't know. Zial. Zial's ZL. who I'm-, I'm talking about Zial. Okay. You know, but I think it would be really nice if you would just go and teach him. And Kira's like, what are you fucking kidding me? And Cisco's like, no, like, someone's got to teach them. They got to learn. We got to we're going to win this thing. They got to fucking switch it up. And Reese is like, fine, I guess I can put our differences aside. And Garrick. Yep. Garrick goes with her because he also knows a thing or two. And he's going to help us do spy shit uh, when we go and try to pick off little bases here and there with our little cells of 10 to 20 people. Kira's doing that. But of course, she's running into a whole bunch of bullshit. Rusat is demar's second in command who is outwardly hostile towards her over and over again kira almost has to kill a bitch a couple times and she'd do it too but she doesn't do it but she doesn't do it yeah if it weren't for you meddling motherfuckers so but she does she does her part and she's trying to teach them. and at first there's this whole like pushback about no we can't kill other Cardassians. and kira's like listen to yourselves if you, if you make it, you know, if it becomes known that you won't attack bases with your own people in them, the Dominion's just going to put your own people at every base and we're not going to get any ground ever. And this is just never going to end, at least not the way we want it to. And so Damar has to be like, okay, yeah, I guess we can kill some Cardassians if we have to. What else is good? What else happens? I'm, I'm getting there. I'm not. Oh, 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 Win, We've got an update from Kaiwin And wait,
1: there's still more to the rebellion. Let her, stuff let her, let
0: her do it, Chris. What is it?
1: They got to go get the Breen weapon.
0: Oh, right. I forgot that they were going to go do that. They haven't done it yet, have they? Did they I miss did. it? They did. Yeah, they did it. They got it oh, at the, the end. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah,
1: and Damar and shot Bobby Moynihan.
0: Yes, well, because he was fucking picking on her, well, Nerys again. But well, he's going to kill her. Yeah, yeah. What was that Rousat? Yeah, yeah. Rousat, that son of a bitch. So yeah, Damar shoots him, and he's, he's like, he was my friend. Oh, well, <laughs> well, he's dead now. But yeah, so they did that, and it's the disruptor thing. And also, like, because they're trying to figure out... It apparently doesn't work on Klingon ships, but it works on other ships, and they're trying to figure out how to... Yeah. How to combat that effectively, because, you know, they... Obviously, they have Klingons. Fewer than they had before, thanks to Gowron's fucking fuckery. But, you know, the Romulan ships are still... Can be targeted. Starfleet ships can still be targeted, so they gotta get to the bottom of that. So then... Trouble in Paradise with Gold Ducat and Kai Wynn. Gold Dukat, that stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> he was like, I really want to read the book, the, the Costa, Costa Nostra, whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> and Costa Mojin. Yep. And, uh, you know, Kai Wynn's all cute. She's like, but it's for my eyes only. <laughs> and Ducat's like, well, fuck that. And he decides he's going to take a peek anyway. But the paw-wraiths have a different idea and they fucking paw-wraith his fucking eyeballs and now he is blind. And Kaiwen's all like, oh, Gull I told you it was for my eyes only. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, it's very fucking funny. Can you fix my eyes? And she's like, nope, you have to do that. You got to learn some humility, bitch. Yeah, so she has security take Ducat out and she's like, go beg on the street for a while and see if that fixes your fucking attitude. And he's like, are you shitting me? I'm newly blind. And she's like, <laughs> bye. And then we get this great shot of her making a, a really fantastic and truly evil little smile face. She's the, the cat that got the cream is Kaiwen. So who knows what's next from that evil bitch. What else we got? You got anything else? I think DeMar, that's everything. DeMar shit uh, fucking kills the hell out of Rousat. Did we get that? We oh, mentioned that, yeah. Yeah, we, we, okay. had, we went back and mentioned that, yeah. Well, they were, yeah. Because he was uh, fucking with Narice again. It's uh, it's too bad, you know, but sometimes you gotta, you gotta kill. You gotta kill. Yeah, I was
1: sad to see him go. Sometimes you gotta kill
0: your best friend. <laughs> this shit happens. No, I know. I just mean, like, um, everyone else is... Trying to put aside their dis- their differences, and Russad is just being a twat. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rus twat
2: Yeah, Damar has a good line to that effect, saying, like, his Cardassia is dead. Yeah. I'm thinking ahead to the- what the new Cardassia has to be for us to ex- to continue existing. And he he's just going to get in the way. So, bye. Yeah.
1: L- losing his family really kicked him in the nuts.
2: Oh, yeah, that was super sad, and Kira was a bitch about it.
4: <laughs> I mean, pretty, pretty appropriately, so... Yeah, yeah, but,
2: but, hun, read the room. Jesus. I, I mean,
4: are, are, are we moving soon. into discussion phase?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think there's nowhere I, else to go.
1: I mean, she was like, oh, that was bad timing. And Garrick was like, oh, honey, no, it wasn't.
2: No, nah, he needed that
4: shit. This was the
1: perfect time for it.
0: Even uh, is yeah. also a psycho. <laughs>
4: Even to Damar, Kira feels like... You Know it's kind of like ah, maybe that could have waited, you know, even though, even though Damar is responsible for literally, you know, who knows how many families being killed that in very similar ways, yeah. And like, no, I think it was definitely the right time. He, he unfortunately, I, really disagree. Had that coming. I
2: disagree. I disagree because there, his character is, has many facets, and this, the one we're talking about right now is he's seeing the more the uh, the what Cardassia can be, mm. and he's seeing like. If the, my people can kill my family and that sucks a whole lot, but also Kira going to rub salt in the wound while I literally just got the news that my family is all dead. Why do I care about her?
4: I mean, so so in that moment, there's two there. There is two things going on <laughs> because Damar Damar is is giving this thing being like you know it's like my family's dead who could do this who could order the deaths of women and children and so in that he's recognizing that like what the dominion is doing is really terrible but at the same time he's kind of pretending that that's not what the Cardassians have been doing for literal decades like he's like he can't he can't have Cardassia be something new if he doesn't admit what it used to be
2: but you can't wait like half an hour
4: I don't know if he deserved it. uh, Like he was he was like at best at best. Damar was an officer at a concentration camp, you know, like an SS officer in a concentration camp at best. He may actually be the kind of person who ran a concentration camp. Like when it comes to this kind of thing, like, no, you, you need to confront it like this. This is this is is a reflection of the very acts that he had taken for for decades.
2: Yes, but I'm thinking he's not going to be able to literally hear anything else in the minutes after he learned his family has been slaughtered. But yeah, he I'm, did.
4: I'm personally with Garrick saying that that was the moment when he was most likely to hear it. The moment, like, he's he basically had to be confronted in this moment of his greatest pain— he has to realize that he has made the exact same decisions the Dominion did. And now that it has happened to him, he is recognizing the horror of those kinds of acts. But in like afterward, he might start like reasoning things or justifying things like, you know, you start putting up the barriers up and you start putting up the the false narrative you tell yourself about what you did, like what they did on Bajor. Like they can be like, no, 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 it was different. It was different. But in this very moment he can co- directly connect those two. Like, a it's, lot very, of... it's very harsh, very, very awful to put someone through. But again, this was a Nazi isn't has never admitted to the fact that they did anything wrong. Like, I'm not going to have a whole lot of sympathy for that.
1: Yeah, there, there's a lot of kind of reckoning with one's own excuses, I guess, for lack of a better term, in, in this plot line. You've got that. And you've got the whole thing with like, well, you know. Admittedly, it, it comes out of uh, Rousat, so we're kind of like, ah, eh, but he's kind of right. Like, by I mean, what
2: by a lot of, of,
1: by a lot of definitions, Odo kind of was a collaborator.
4: No, I don't, mm. Odo was a collaborator.
2: Oh yeah, true. And, I mean, and that's, yeah, um, no, that's. No, That's no, something... there, there is no,
4: yeah, there is no difference. Odo was yeah. a collaborator. Kira, Kira literally had no words. She was just like, no, it's different. Like, cause it's not like, and it's then really she got different. mad and broke a bunch of stuff because,
2: because it's true.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, it's, even absolutely- though it's coming out of one of the worst people in the
0: room. Okay. I think it's a little bit different only because he wasn't a Bajoran who turned, did, did done a turncoat, right? He was a totally separate entity that was sort of brought up by the Cardassians. So, I mean, him doing he was what they brought tell. Up him- by Moropol. What? He but, was- yeah,
2: he brought,
1: and then he moved in with the Cardassians. Moved in with the
0: Cardassians. Well, either way, I guess my point is just that it probably it, it's a. I just feel like it's a little bit different. I'm not saying that it's excusable. I would say he's a war criminal. Uh, I just, I think, I think labeling him a collaborator might be not quite right. I mean those tend to go oh, hand man. in hand. I mean I'm I'm
4: willing <sighs> to admit that there might be different levels like different different like levels of collaborator but it's Shades still, of collaborator. still still at its core. Well I mean I I think um I think Rasat said it like well why didn't you quit? Yeah. Like you know and and he, Odo didn't say oh I couldn't quit. Like he, yeah, he, he could have
2: made he, himself into a filing cabinet for the entirety that the Cardassian <laughs> occupation was taking place and not done a fucking thing. He could have stored some files. Would that make him a collaborator? He could
4: have, he could have been a filing cabinet that every time they opened it up, they're like, oh, we got to go find this, find this Bajoran terrorist. And they would open up the thing and they'd be like, I can't find the file in here anywhere. This is ridiculous and is hampering our investigation. That could have been Odo. That filing cabinet, no one could find anything in.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I would suspect that in Odo's mind, he feels that if it weren't him doing that job, then it would be a Cardassian. And it It would be be much more brutal and more arbitrary. So it's
1: almost like he's the lesser evil. Yeah, better to
3: sell himself out
1: than let himself be replaced by someone worse.
2: I don't know. He seemed to really enjoy breaking knees.
4: He, well, I mean, yeah, like, his doesn't? his attitudes, like, through the series have been, have been very fascistic. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's actually a word. But like, But there's... Thank you. But there's also... There is also that flashback mind trip episode yeah. where they were showing, you know, Odo during an investigation where Odo is just tired, and so he didn't do his job, and he yeah. let an innocent person die. Yeah. like a couple of innocent people. Yeah, so, like, so they're... Are instances like that that I think point to him being way more complicit. Like he could have done more. He actively chose not to do more in other circumstances. Yeah. And assuming that the flashback mind trip episode is accurate in its portrayal, I don't remember you know the fake the the Odo stand in acting like a a good person exactly. You mean acting like, like a like a dumb he's ass? an asshole? because <laughs> nah.
2: yeah. yeah. it was Red Foreman.
4: Mm hmm. But but yeah, so so I don't know. I think I think that Odo's actions still like rise to level of collaborator.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's something that Kira doesn't really let herself think about right now mm-hmm. while they're in a, in a relationship yeah. or she will not be able to take it.
5: Well, yeah.
0: so here's my question. And this is like a very this might be too philosophical slash to something. At what point, if at any point, can you forgive someone for a fucky, a shitty fucky past if they're making good on their present and their future? I mean, that's
3: about Odo's future. We've seen future Odo. He he kills a bunch of people.
0: Oh, in uh, in the fake time oh, thingy. Yeah. yeah. Well, that Odo doesn't exist anymore.
3: Well, it's still Odo. It's just it's just really blue balls Odo. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to, I guess, to, to Caitlin's question.
4: Yeah. Yes.
3: <laughs> Blue balls, Odo. Like, I
4: guess
1: that would be to a ex- special Funko pop. To an extent, there's a question of what did the person do? I mean, I think you know, you could say there are some acts that are unforgivable, you know? Like again, let's say a guy that ran a concentration camp. I don't care what they spend the rest of their life doing. No. Someone like, say, Odo, who was like, I have to do a bad job. But if not me, it would be someone worse. And now I'm actively trying to be better. Like maybe, maybe it also depends on how sincere the regret is.
2: Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. The two don't cancel each other out. It's this isn't this isn't like like when you're working when you're doing like a. a Math problem with fractions, and you're dividing by by denominators and all this bullshit. This isn't that. The numbers remain the the whole numbers that they are. Odo yeah. is always going to have done these things, yes. no matter what he does now. Like yeah. you can't make up for it. You can just do new things.
1: Yes, yeah. and that's that's the thing. It's like, and that's you know, I think it comes to you know, a lot of these. Uh, you know, the big the big uh, buzzword now is oh, cancel culture. It's like. No one wants anyone to go away, except those who refuse to understand that they have done wrong and won't apologize for it. You know, Odo, you know, like, Odo
2: is canceled. It, yeah, well,
1: that's quite, you know, it's, your mileage may vary, you know, on, on whether or not we want Odo to go away. Like, is there enough regret and good works that can make you go, all right, you're allowed to stick around and continue to try to...
0: Well, he's literally working himself to death to try to... Win the war. So, I yeah. mean, at what point? That's what yeah. I mean, I guess. But, you know, says, yeah, you no, know like, I think it,
4: there's, it, like, it's something that goes towards, like, there, there's kind of a lot of it going on right now with, like, you know, the repairing someone's character. And, like, yeah. you know, cause, cause you have, you know, you have Odo, which is kind of like a smaller scale version of it. You have Damar, who's a much bigger copy of it. And then you've also got Cardassia, like, itself as a whole, like the Cardassian culture. And, like, a lot of so a lot of sci-fi shows like usually what they do is they'll kind of turn everything on a dime where it's like you've got a character who's kind of bad or ambiguous and then there'll be like one event and then they're just good yeah, guys. Yeah, redemption arc. No one looked yeah. back
2: anymore. And, it reminds me. Oh, go ahead.
4: And no, just just so like one thing that is interesting about the show, but also sometimes kind of a failing of the show is they do they approach attempting to redeem people like a lot of the stuff that's been going on with damar is slowly rehabilitating him that's that's kind of the goal they they want damar at the end of like the show to maybe be like someone you can start rooting for despite being a cardassian because he seems to be making these steps like he killed his he he had a friend who literally said damar i believe in you we can save cardassia and damar is like sorry buddy and shoots him Like that's those are the kinds of steps where it's like clearly like if the old Damar who believed in the old the the old decisions and old values that resulted in concentration camps that Damar would have shot Kira. Mm. And the fact that he shot like one of his closest allies, the person who he trusted the most to be his right hand man to form a rebellion, he winds up shooting him in the back of the head to to save people who he should According to old Cardassia, consider enemies, and so sorry, that's a long thing. Yeah, so that's that's like that is attempting to show Damar con- considering like redemption.
2: Um, yeah, but I think I I, what it's, yeah. what this episode does a little bit is it kind of it you, you're not thinking at all about where Damar has really come from in terms of. Here, you know, I'll I'll, just, I'll say it this way: both Andrew Robinson and the visitor were like, we don't bring up Zial to Damar. And there's no healing and, the, and we, it, it's never brought up. Like, we never say, like, you were also this guy who did this thing, regardless of if we're trying to help you now. It doesn't get brought up because Ira Bear basically said, yeah, if we if we're thinking of Damar in that light while we're doing this, you know, this arc of him becoming our fucking savior, then you're not going to want to back him.
1: And yet they did still have a scene where it was brought up. Just they brought not it up. Just to him.
2: Yeah, they don't bring it up to him because yeah. they don't want him. To to have to I don't know relive it, that I don't know
4: it, it would have been it would have been a good so so I'm I'm fairly certain that like th- the idea of like Demar's rehabilitation just winds up it doesn't go far enough. Ultimately, I'm not entirely sure. I, I cannot remember what happens for the rest of the episodes, to be honest. But I, I don't feel like it gets gets addressed enough to warrant like I, I remember rewatching. I remember watching this sh- the show like 10 years ago and coming away like rather fondly thinking of Damar. And I don't think that's warranted. I think that's intended. I think mm-hmm. you're intended to sympathize with Damar and like, you know, kind of root for him. But I don't think the show actually pulls it off the way that they should have. When it comes to redeeming him and the Zial stuff would have actually been a really good step in that direction where yeah. like this was this was not only like a, an awful act that he performed, like, you know, killing who knows how many families, uh, you know, during occupation. He literally straight up murdered somebody, you know, because they because he, you know, thought she was like turning on Cardassia. Yeah, because and, she
2: she freed those the prisoners from the brig. That's yeah, that's what happened. He learns and that like, it was her and he shoots her.
4: And like. Seeing Damar come to terms with that would have actually really he, he could have really started to tie all these things together, like the death of his own family, his literal murder of a family mem- member, very young of like, you know, of, you know, someone he had respected at the time and the things that can that were conducted on on Bejor, like that actually could have been a good core part of Damar reanalyzing the acts he took part in.
2: Yeah, I yeah. think right now we're at the
3: point I don't where think that's good. Go ahead. Here you go. Oh. I say. I, I mean. I. I don't think that the show needs to rehabilitate Demar into a hero. I think Demar just needs to be the hero of Cardassia. Like mm. I'm still. Like I'm never going to think that D- that Demar is a good guy. And I mean, if the writers are trying to do that, then uh, you know, uh, it's not good, working. Good luck to them. Yeah. But I think you know, it, it. I think you can have a character that grows and changes, not necessarily being forgiven for their past sins, but understanding that, okay, they, they went from being a piece of shit in one way to being a slightly different type of piece of shit that's maybe less shitty.
1: Yeah, like, I definitely find Damar and his plot right now really fascinating and interesting, but I don't necessarily think he has been made heroic, you know? I think it's more like, you know, the sh- you know, he finally, like, something had, you know, this whole thing with the Breen was the straw that broke the camel's back. And, yeah, it's not so much of a, it's, you know, and again, I think Jake, you put it best. He needs to be a hero to Cardassia, and their standards are quite different, so. Yeah, because
2: that's his motivation. Yeah. His motivation isn't do the right thing. No Cardassian does that. <laughs> that would be hilarious. His, his motivation is, oh, the Dominion doesn't actually care about Cardassia. I care about Cardassia. If we do it a different way, Cardassia will do better.
1: Yeah. It, what, what interests me the most, though, is now they're very openly talking about there's going to supposedly be a new Cardassia. And Another how does Ga- Garrick feel about this? Because really, a good question. Garrick has always been a true believer. You know, he was very happily in the Obsidian Order and. Stuff. So I was like,
2: shocked he still has contacts on Cardassia. I thought we killed them all already.
1: That's the other.
3: <laughs> his, old, uh, his old nanny or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it might it might not
4: be contacts so much as people he has dirt on. Yeah, mm, like yeah. that's true. <laughs> yeah, the contacts
2: are
1: gone, but the blackmail is still there.
2: I don't know after after it's a fake episode title is gone i thought Under he said i'm literally lady. going to cash in every single one of my people who i have mm. in my back pocket well no. at, the
3: obsidian, at the obsidian order people
2: were they just obsidian order i thought it was everybody i don't know because obsidian say. order has been gone for seasons now
3: well yeah but he said he's i think he at the time he said that he had several contacts left from his time in the obsidian order and then they all were dead after mm. he contacted
1: them. I mean, there's two things you consider can consider for that. One, Garrick lies. And two, it's been a while since that episode. He has ta- He's had time to build up some new favors owed.
2: Yeah, he made somebody a very nice dress. And now... <laughs> so nice. <laughs> yeah, I think Garrick in these two episodes... A, not nearly enough of him. I feel like a lot of the stuff that Kira was kind of doing, he should have been doing. Like there was a point where Kira says something and he's like, yes, I agree. And that was yeah. it in that whole fucking yeah. scene.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when she was talking about, she was talking specifically about smaller cells mm. of people so that, you know, being captured, you can't sell out all your friends. Yeah, yeah. Garrick says, <laughs> ditto. End of scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah we used to do that. <laughs>
1: except what's great with him in this is like, he doesn't say much, but there's just so much of him lurking in the background. Literally. Expressing
4: literally no, half he gives in a lot of face. while he's telling kira to murder somebody
1: that was great when he slinks out you can barely see that like had push come to shove he had a phaser in his hand
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, i fucking and...
2: loved when he pulled the gun on gul rusat on the on the ship yeah. on the dominion ship and i was like oh fuck never never you know thought of the the Garrick character this way but hot <laughs>
4: Very it's, yes. Like I, I liked the Garrick and, and Kira stuff. Like that was that was something that me and my friend when we were watching, we were enjoying. There's so little of it though. Like it would have been interesting to have seen to see more, be more of that. Because like I, I don't know. Garrick Garrick is interesting on, on Cardassia because he he loves Cardassia and technically he probably should have sided with Rasat when it comes to what is purely Cardassia's interests, but he also, like, respects Kira, so, like, little bit of tension there.
1: Yeah, well, and I mean, ultimately, Rasot like, you know, there's, again, as far as parallels go, like, the way Rissot wants to do things won't work right now. They just won't. Like, you don't know how to be a gorilla fighter, and that's what needs to be done right now. Gauron wants to, like swoop in and be like most of the hard work has been done let me do the cleanup and
0: get all the credit they're nowhere near cleanup time that's the yeah, yeah it's he not cleanup time understand that they're mm. nowhere near that yet he's
1: way off you know he's like these are both two men trying to use methodologies that are not applicable at this point in time and uh it goes well for neither of them because of it
2: it's very funny because they make a big fucking deal about how, oh, no one's going to gonna have any trust and respect for Kira if she goes over there in a Bajoran uniform. Let's kit her out in a really nice, I mean, she looked great in the Star Trek, Starfleet uniform, but they still don't trust or respect her. So that was really worth nothing.
1: Yeah, she's still Kira.
3: She still yeah. looks Well, good. they probably would have treated her even more like shit if she was yeah. in a Bajoran. How, I mean, there's how also is that, that possible? I, I, I'm surprised they didn't. Use the Non-Aggression Pact as a as a because uh, they keep reason. forgetting that exists. <laughs> well, yeah, clearly. I,
0: I, I actually thought that they oh, might yeah. like when they cut away to be like, "Oh, I think I know what we can do to make this work." I thought for sure they were gonna roll out Cardassian Kira again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was really disappointed when that mm-hmm. was not the case. That
1: actually would have been an hysterical counterpoint to Bajoran Ducat
0: that's when, funny so, that's actually so, true and then they so get to when meet, when kira gets the new kiss. uniform
4: like in and, and that's like the moment where you're like oh she's gonna be a cardassian again i was like i thought that too and then like the camera kind of pans around and like as it was going around i was like oh no she's definitely not a she's definitely not a cardassian i actually seriously thought that maybe they removed the bajoran nose ridges mm-hmm. and like they were making a really big deal about how like haha now you're now you look like a human instead of a bajoran no one will know that's the thing. Like,
1: it's still obviously her, you know. Yeah, it's not like. Um, well, it's not like turning Ducat into a Bajoran. Like,
3: yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't think it was. Yeah, it wasn't a disguise, right? You know, no, like, no, it was just. No, it, no it, it that's was,
0: that's what I was expecting. Is all. Yeah, yeah. It's
3: also it's one thing to, you know, even if they don't respect her for as being, you know, as a Bajoran, they at least have to respect the uniform to an extent yeah yeah you know
4: not
0: so, yeah. much more though well no
3: but well you know, and the- and the old the old uniform
4: literally would have been like a slap in the face to yeah. the Cardassians. they would have considered it an affront to their pride yeah you should
2: have worn that gown from the other week yeah
1: mm. i did like that that Derek was doing a little tailoring on it when we first see that he's like
2: eh. oh fun. funny
4: Oh, that scene—that scene had a nice moment too, where um, they were like, "Oh, Odo, you should change your uniform too," and he's oh, like, yeah. "How does this look?" And like, actually, had a really clean, like, yeah. visual effect where his the costumes shift. changed from his yeah. normal security costume to like what what he had been wearing when he worked for the Cardassians. Like, that was mm. that was kind of cool.
3: I liked that moment. I mean, really, he should have put on a tuxedo instead of yes. Uh, instead of that outfit that he I had. mean,
0: honestly, the, the change, while I agree it was well well executed, God, what a drab uniform. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, I, that's what I Gary was, says. Like, Garak's
4: yeah, pretty yeah, drab. He,
0: Well, he's right. It was so fucking dull. I was like, yeah. God, could that, we that is the one, it up a little bit?
1: That is the one way he's a bad Cardassian. He has taste. Yeah.
2: Oh, because, Garrett does.
1: Yeah. But then he reminds me, well, that's what I wore, and I worked for the Cardassians, and he's like, oh, yeah, okay.
4: Yeah, they- so... I had a thought when this episode was like first starting, and there was a huge missed opportunity that I think would have been amazing had things turned out a little different. But I think instead of instead of sending Kira to the Cardassians, or maybe in addition to sending Kira to the Arda- the Cardassians, they should have sent Eddington.
2: Oh, leader let me say Eddington. leader
4: of the McKee.
2: They should have they, kept Eddington alive. They it, that had he,
4: gold. had he been alive. He absolute he would have been a really really interesting person to be working. That would have been amazing. You're not wrong.
0: That would have been incredible.
4: Like and and supposedly the Mckee had like it's like, you know, it's like were there were
2: there Cardassian members of the Mckee
4: or were they like Mckee strictly anti Cardassian? I can't because the whole situation. I think was they so were pretty anti Cardassian. I okay. can't
2: imagine a Cardassian being welcome
0: among the Mckee.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, unless it was a Cardassian who like had been banished.
3: Yeah. I mean yeah. The, whole, the whole point of the organization was to fight Cardassia's taking of the you know, the border world. Yeah, and Starfleet's
2: generation. allowing of it.
4: I, I, that
1: horrible fucking treaty that goes yeah. all the way back to TNG and has driven so much ever since.
4: This I, I guess I, I guess I just liked the idea so much I, I got it in my own head. Where's so not, it's not these days?
2: true. Is Roe around? They could have sent Roe. That would have been mm. good,
4: too. Um, but like it would have been cool if like I, I, I guess in my head I was like, oh, well, there was also Cardassians who were screwed over by the treaty and who, did, who didn't like it. So like maybe at times the Maquis and Cardassians in that area where like the the planetary boundaries are so screwed up may have actually would have teamed up. But I think I just thought that would have been interesting as opposed it, to. It would have
1: been a thing to explore, I but, you yeah, know, not that I know of. But yes, that would have been that would have been pretty great if if he'd not been killed and they just brought him out of. It it would have been good, it would have been this.
4: wicked appropriate because he had been doing the guerrilla tactics against yep. the, the Cardassian Empire, like he would have been a great fit for it. That's true. And
1: while he was in jail yet again, he could have fallen in love with a different novel that he could incessantly
4: quote. Oh, the Cardassians would have hated him so much. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah yeah. But yeah,
2: it's actually it's fairly fascinating looking at where these episodes came from because originally Odo wasn't supposed to get sick. He was just supposed to be a typhoid Mary that got everybody else sick.
0: Well, I would then, have much preferred that.
2: I don't know. The thing is, like, though the rationality there is, if it's just something that we learn already happened, where's the tension? You know, nothing new is happening because we've learned this. But if we actively learn this, then it opens up a lot of doors and stuff. But they also realized, oh, but we also kind of wanted Odo actively looking for the cure, or looking looking into the disease with Bashir, but we also don't want to split him and Kira up and we're sending Kira out over this way. So I guess uh Oda will get the disease and be with Kira. And I guess uh, Bashir's new assistant in figuring this out is gonna be Orion. <laughs> Check. Because you know he doesn't kind of seem bum- to have staff. Yeah. You know what kind of bums me out? What's that?
1: I realize this means Odo probably infected his buddy from a few weeks ago. Yeah, lost. Oh, no,
5: lost. This poor is... prick's going to be out there
1: one day being a cow, and he's going to start falling apart, and he's not going to know why. No, he was kind of a dick, though. I, I mean, a lot of his dickishness was kind of justified.
2: I think there's a book in which he, he gets himself cured.
3: Good. Yay. I mean, presumably, if he started getting sick, he would probably come back and seek out
0: odo or somebody yeah maybe yeah maybe desperately seeking odo
2: but yeah i also feel like it's a lot it's so much looking back because you know the this is all new stuff that they just decided for this season so it's a matter of looking back at the timeline so far and being like okay what are we going to pretend we've been planning this whole time <laughs> um odo was infected by section 31 during home front. done <laughs>
3: That that actually feels super believable.
2: It does,
4: yeah. Yeah, which I, yeah. I like.
3: That I appreciate. it. I that. feel like Layton would have been involved. Maybe Leighton was involved in Section Thirty-One. Oh, that prick! He says shit.
1: He might have been actually, there. or it, it, at the very least, if he didn't know if he wasn't involved with them, they heard about his plan and were like, "We like this.
4: We're gonna quietly assist this from the shadows." It's basically what they wanted to do with Hugh. Yeah. 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 They, they yeah, except this time they give went him the a virus, STD send him back, let him, let him genocide an entire species. Yep.
2: Yeah, and Kira but, is a very good girlfriend. It was very sweet when she says, yeah, I know. I know he's falling apart, and I know he doesn't want me to know he's falling apart, so I'm going to keep pretending so he feels better. Yeah. At least about that one tiny thing.
3: <laughs> and it's a goddamn good thing he came on that mission, because that whole subterfuge with the female changeling... The old switcheroo there you know that that yeah that, that really yeah the worked. wookie prisoner trick yeah really did wookie yeah. prisoner plus perfect disguise mm-hmm. and hand the enemy the gun trick yep i liked i liked that moment
4: when he was disguised as the female changeling because they she said a word really weird plasma yeah plasma like, oh plasma. Like the way she was talking was not the way she normally talks, and I liked that a lot. Like, Odo definitely got it wrong. Like, got the yeah. voice wrong.
2: Do we yeah. do we think that was intentional?
4: I think I mean she's literally been acting through this series. Has she like, said through these have we episodes. heard her
2: say plasma before?
4: granted, I don't think so, but I don't think she would be, like, plasma.
2: But it wasn't just no. that,
1: like, there was definitely something a little, oh, like, yeah. stilted and weird about the way she was talking in general.
2: Oh, I thought Aside... that was because she, like, it was ideal, in show it was Odo pretending to be the female changer who was sick, changeling who was sick. In world, it's the act, you know, in act in real life world, it is Salome Jen's being a, tra- a changeling who was sick
3: <laughs> no it was odo they made odo up to
2: look no like her. They <laughs> god made, they damn made, it
3: that was actually renee under there
2: god damn it
4: I, Speaking I'll, of- I'll sorry sorry no just real quick i'll admit as embarrassing it as it is i for a second i was like oh my god it's the female changeling i thought it was actually her
2: oh yeah i totally <laughs> fell for it i'm like why would she give the gun to carrick oh that's why
1: Okay, you got me, show. See, (laughs) I'll admit, for a split second, I was like, oh, fuck, this is going to ruin the play. Oh, wait, idiot, that's Odo. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, like, once she took the gun, I was like, oh, that's definitely Odo.
0: Wow. I, for once, was completely on top of that shit. I was like, that's Odo. I mean, Odo doesn't believe in guns, yet he got
3: all those people shot. So he was upset. Well, then he was shot. mad about
0: it. He's like, "You have oh, to kill yeah. them all." Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I fucking did, idiot. The, it, the yeah. pearl
3: clutching on this guy over here. Jesus.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, really, the real sign though that it wasn't her was that she was alone. Like yeah, she, she had, she a gem show had up.
2: Our, some gem header guards didn't she?
1: Nope.
2: Oh, the, they were we already, already on the already bridge, on the bridge okay, okay.
1: but she came in alone. Ah. Uh, so wharf, right? Oh, that. The kingmaker of Kronos, oh right. <laughs> he's <laughs> now
2: picked two
3: chancellors in a row.
5: Well,
0: let's hope yeah. he did a better fucking job this time. I think he did. Well, for now. Also, well, I mean, how I many times did, but...
3: has Worf been like specifically ordered to stay out of Klingon politics? And then Cisco goes to him and is like, "Hey, think you could kill Gowron? Because Gowron no, needs no. a killing." Just, just, he, just, just, Sorry, no. Go ahead.
1: All he said was, "Do whatever you have to." He didn't explicitly say bend oh. the Prime Directive over a table and fuck it.
4: Cisco it knew what he was doing. Yeah. Oh, he, he when took he goes his to Warf and he's like,
2: first. when he's like, D- "Hey, which I, Warf, loved, I think, I by think, the way
0: I love that signature to go. Move.
2: Say again, Jake.
3: It wasn't. It wasn't like uh, Warf was gonna be like, "Hmm, I'll convince him to retire." That yeah.
2: was the original plan. That was Ron Moore's original plan. That. That Worf would literally just talk Gowron into into retiring and letting Martok. I don't know if he'll be be the Chancellor or at least lead the army again. And then Michael Pillar reads this in the, in his notes, because Michael Pillar is kinda like on the periphery, just, you know, as occasionally sending emails. And he writes back says, No, no, I think I think someone like Worf needs to kill Gauron. And Ronald D. Moore says, Oh my god, you're right. Yes. And now yeah. I have all the boners.
1: <laughs> Gowron is not a man that listens to reason. Gowron is the man who became chancellor, started immediately rewriting Klingon history, and bought that jacket.
2: Yeah, and now he's he's jealous that Martok is getting so much credit and he's not. Yeah. He's Trump.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, he really always has been. Oh yeah. That's the no. thing is Gowron was never a great option, but it was either him or Or a Doros or something back in the day. So it's like, oh, God save. I
4: guess this one. Yeah, I do do appreciate that. Like, this is absolutely in keeping with his character the entire time. Like, it it totally makes sense. Like, you you could definitely imagine some shows at like the end. They're like, oh, we got to get all these pieces here and there. So this person will just be evil and we'll kill him. Like, you know, it's like doing it really fast. But like, this is yeah, this is how it was going to go.
1: Yeah, no. Like the only thing he fucked up really was just that it—he thought it was cleanup time and it wasn't. Yeah, he was a little too. That his plan totally could have worked, but he was—he jumped the gun. He was impatient, which again kind of feels Gowron, So
3: yeah, I don't know. You know what? The, the biggest disappointment of that whole scene is that nobody shocked his body with those. Sticks. Oh, you're
2: right. I forgot when about the, those. When sticks. the Chancellor
3: dies, you got to give oh, him the right. old stick shock to make sure he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And honestly,
2: I thought it was a fairly weak death considering like we saw when when Worf stabbed the fuck out of Duras, it was fucking Batleth to the chest. This was two little daggers to the belly. And it's like, is he even dead? I can't. Like a- would you die from that?
4: Well, he did stab oh, both yeah. of Galron's livers. Oh, yes. like so but
0: that's exactly that livers all the way that down. Is, that is exactly what Chris said. It's no. wild that you just no. Know it's that. exactly what Pat
1: said. Actually,
0: oh, I thought you said it. No. Oh shit! Pat goes ah, oh,
1: both his livers.
0: He did. Okay, I thought it was you. Sorry.
1: No, it's
3: okay. Yeah, it is kind of interesting. I mean, there must be some really vital organ that Klingons have in that area. That but they have multiples of all their they,
0: organs.
2: Well,
3: yeah, but if you stab both got them yeah, on both sides. Maybe there's just a big artery there.
0: Two big um, arteries,
3: eh? Mm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, because he died pretty damn quickly for a gut yeah. wound.
2: Yeah, I think he had to go for the throat. Oh, the yeah. eyes, my god!
5: Um, oh, it also was that kind was of a. a, a missed it was opportunity. also kind of
3: a cheap shot too, because he was he he like played possum, and then when Gawron came to give the 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 coup de gras is when Worf sprung. So I'm I'm I'm.
2: Possums surprised. are the least honorable.
4: Gawron Gow- Gawron's won things because Worf distracted the person he was fighting. That's also oh tricky. yeah. I mean, also, I mean, I don't
1: know if it's playing boss right? He was legit thrown to that big fucking plate glass and just had to well, get yeah. up from where he was.
0: When he yeah. was
3: waiting for Gowron to come over. Well, yeah, so he, he
0: was being up. opportunistic, but it wasn't like he was cheating. I Look, just as- know
3: that, like, Gowron, because let's not forget here, assuming we're in the same uh universe that Parallels was in, oh, Worf no. is a champion Batleth fight. By- True. <laughs> True.
0: Well, he's also way bigger than Gowron. Like, I was just like, if he fucking loses this, he is the king of bitches. (coughs) Because he has all the weight on Gowron. He's taller than him. There's no way he would lose that fight. Yeah. Way back in, I... Oops, sorry.
2: I want to say Apocalypse Rising, when they thought Gowron was a changeling, but it was actually Martok. And Mm. Worf is fighting the fuck out of Gowron. And I... If I remember correctly, Worf almost killed him. Is that right?
0: Sounds right. Before suddenly Odo's like,
2: wait, it's this guy.
1: Yeah. Although, I will say, I remember thinking at the time that Gowron did hold his own way better than I expected him to. Mm. In that episode.
2: But it
3: definitely seems like killing the Chancellor of the Klingon Empire is a... Can be a good or bad thing depending on context. Yeah. Uh, you can just do
2: it right in the middle of your board meeting on the other side of the room.
3: Yeah, do, that's good. Do it at the you know order of the Batleth induction committee. Not as cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it, Klingons are weird.
4: That's uh, a, I, on, on a, I, That is a good segue to that cool conversation Ezri had with yes. War. Yeah. Like, Ezri, Ezri, like, actually, like, sat down and slammed the Klingon Empire in all the right ways. Yeah. Ezri like,
2: was me in that moment, and I was like, yes, yeah. this is all correct. There's yeah,
0: lots like, of hard so, truths this week.
4: Yeah, so it was really nice, Worf being like, oh, hon-, you know, it's like, oh, Martok wants to stay honorable to, you know, to the Empire, and Ezri's just like, the Empire is not honorable, if you want to be honorable in the Empire, you're going to need to change the Empire because it's rife with corruption. It's been rife with corruption for like a hundred years.
2: Yeah. Have you seen the past several chancellors? They were <laughs> several dicks out of their several dicks.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was oh, it? It was like, what, what chancellor have you respected? Have you respected any?
2: Uh, mm-hmm. As, like, as it were. Yeah. <laughs> now, here's the quote from Ronald D. Moore on that, on that decision to like really just sink your teeth into the Klingons. They talk a good game about how honorable they are, but they're not capable of living up to their ideals. That's an important thing to say, so let's say it.
3: Yeah, I, I like mean, that. it's, it's yeah. you know, to, to relate it to contemporary politics, you know, that's, that's just par for the course for despots, you know? They just, yep. it's talk a big game, talk about patriotism and Rally values, but while holding none of those values for yourself, uh, and you'll, you know, if you convince enough rubes that that, oh, yeah, follow me for if you want to be a true patriot, then no matter what you do becomes patriotic in their eyes.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've said for ourselves, there is an inherent contradiction of claiming to be honorable warriors and using cloaking devices.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, like when the Federation is like, we don't do it because it's below. That's just stupid. It's like, just use fucking cloaking devices. But when the Klingons are like, we have honor, and then use cloaking devices, you're like, now hold on, that's a contradiction.
4: <laughs> well, they also want to win. Yes. <laughs> yes, but that's what I mean, that's where there's like a... Yeah. A true warrior shouldn't need tricks. You don't hide in the shadows. You hide literally invisibly. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I like the new, uh, you know, there's a new Romulan uh, guy. Mm. Now that... uh. Now that our friend has been put in jail, evidently. Oh, she's dead. Yeah, she's definitely dead. Anyway, so there's a new Romulan ambassador or whatever, whatever. I mean. liaison Yeah. Person. And I um, like, there was, you know, it was a very brief scene where they're talking about how, oh, only the Klingon ships are immune to the Breen weapon. And, and, he, and he's just like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. God help <laughs> us. Fuck. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> and like, what I like is
1: like, Gowron kinda of gives him a split second of stink eye. Not Gowron. Martok gives him a split second as a stink eye, but then he grins because he's like, Yeah, that's right, we are. <laughs> Fuck you, you yeah. Green blooded bastard.
3: And I also I think you know, an interesting thing that we can't I think, you know, because we've been acting as though Gowron's order to, you know, oh, oh, we'll we'll be the ones to to liberate the Alpha Quadrant, you know, he he talks a big game, but Warfigures figures it out. That it's got nothing to do with it. You know, Gauron has no illusions that this plan is going to work. It is completely a plot to diminish Martok's influence yeah. in the empire. Yeah. Like, it, I don't it, think, do you, I, if I if mean, it, I don't take him at face value at all. I think, I think Worf's right. I think, you know, Gowron knows that these are losing battles and he's just sending Martok out to to rack up at, you know Ls so Yeah, no, you're right. You know, when the war is over, yeah. it'll it'll look like it's you know, oh, the Gowron show.
4: Yeah. No, had yeah, had Galron right. had Galron had good plans that succeeded, it would have made Martok look even better. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Like Mart th- people still would have been
3: like, "Oh, Martok liberated the Alpha Quadrant." Yeah. Yeah, instead Martok looks incompetent and then um you know, because obviously one of the things that gets you political power in in Klingon culture is being, you know, a successful warrior. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: there was a cute cut scene at the end that I actually think would have been really nice to have been in this episode. But it's um, Ezri Ezri asks Worf at the very, very end what it was like to, you know, for a hot second, be the Chancellor and stand at the pinnacle of the Empire, and Worf would say. Uh, I wish my father was here to see it. And Ezri would have said, I think he knows. And so does Jed Zia. And then they would toast to him Aww. and have a nice rest of their evening. And I think yeah. that would have been so sweet. It would have. It would have and been better nice. than anything else Ezri is doing right now, which is almost nothing.
1: But it this- was kind of like, I think for tension's sake, better to end on sick Odo and
3: Kira. Mm. Sick
0: Odo. Love
3: yeah. it. So here's the thing, right? So. Uh, you know, we've already found out. You know, this has been established that the House of Martok was like a lowborn house from the Kethel Lowlands, and he, you know, he's ri- risen up through the military ranks.
2: Yeah, despite fucking Core.
3: Despite <laughs> yeah. Core's best efforts, and now you know that he's been thrust into the very highest tier of Klingon society as the Chancellor. So I, I'm assuming that means now that the House of Martok is like one of the top houses probably i'm sure once you're chancellor yeah yeah it puts you at you know top of the list which means esri's at the top well esri's esri's at the top but what it really means is that the 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 heir apparent (gasps) to the to martok is Alexander Roshenko. No,
2: doesn't, doesn't Martok have a slew of kids or something? I'm
3: sure he does. <laughs> all no, I know no is. They're all, no, no, they don't count. It's
4: only his, Alexander Roshenko.
1: His wife is going to be even more insufferable
3: now that she's first uh, lady of Kronos.
0: That's probably true.
3: God, she's the best. I know. Oh, that's, that's why Martok didn't want the honor. <laughs> so the Chancellor is because he's like, oh man, I'm going to go move back home to Kronos <laughs> with that man.
4: That
0: that's the thing, way. though.
4: He
3: fucking adores her. That's true.
0: I, he I he is, love... You know, I he loves four <laughs> balls, and he adores on. fucking her too. Yeah, yeah. Their ah.
1: their relationship, although not really shown much, is amazing they're because he's he just so in like just he like I think they're I the Morticia
0: and uh, Gomez Adams of show. Yeah,
1: they're like. He, they are, he at least, I don't know about her, but he is still in the honeymoon phase 40 yeah. years later.
4: No, he's just like, she's the worst Patak I've ever known. She's amazing. <laughs> she killed
3: my dog. I
0: find <laughs> she, that charming she let, for some she reason. Let
4: my ancient dog escape the house and <laughs> I never saw him again. Man, that was a power move.
1: <laughs> he, he keeps a very close eye on that old secretary of his whenever he's home. Shut all the doors! I don't want him wandering off.
3: Oh yeah, we haven't seen that guy in a while.
2: Which guy are we talking about?
1: Remember there were, in the last Core episode, Martok suddenly had a PA yeah. oh, who that was there guy. to like, relate to Kor.
2: Oh yeah. He went with Kor, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> Must die with honor.
1: No, because he was there to present the yeah, toast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We thought he was gonna. I think we were all expecting him to, but then he didn't. Oh,
0: the I, old guy. Yes, yeah. I remember yeah. who you mean now. I oh, here's I really another like very that. sweet note. Oh, sorry.
2: When when Michael Dorn read the teleplay, he immediately went and go, went and go, found Robert O'Reilly, O'Reilly wherever he was and apologized that he's going to have to kill him. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, I mean, it's I, interesting, right? Because Robert, you know, the, the Gowron character is, you know, that is an arc that started relatively early in TNG, yeah, like a decade yeah. ago and is you know, it is finally wrapped up and, and it's it's consistent, you know, and and hats off to Robert O'Reilly for building a really compelling character out of someone who is basically a buffoon. And ha- only oh, really, at the end of the day, a handful of appearances. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. If you, if you made a show today with that character, with the character of Gowron, and the character, you know, the character of Gowron didn't exist before, but if you made it today, and you had the same plot arc with that character. Everybody would think you were doing shitty Trump parody. Mm. Yeah, but this was you know twenty five years ago. Still yeah. could have been a Trump parody. <laughs> it's true. It still could have been a Trump parody.
1: But yeah, yeah. I mean, people knew who he was, and he'd talked about having political aspirations well back even in the nineties. End of the day, I'd, I'd still vote for Gowron before Trump.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, well, same.
1: The eyes, really. Yeah, oh, they're they're mesmerizing. Good hair I like, too.
4: I liked how how Gauron managed to go from Ah, Worf. If if Martok's house is good enough for him, you're good enough for me. And then like five minutes later, he's like, Worf, you're a piece of shit. I hate you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, of course, when he was like, it's good enough for me. That's when he was still in like. This is before he sprung his reveal.
4: Oh, I I totally know. But it's just it's like, of course, like it's like all it took was like this one good mention and uh, Worf's honor is is returned. And then like five minutes later, Gowron is like, you challenge me, you dog.
3: Well, well, again, it goes back to Gowron's whole thing is that Worf being really the polar opposite of himself in terms of, you know, the ideal Klingon. Worf and Worf also seems to have some ability to inspire other Klingons to be better that Worf really poses a major threat to the Klingon hierarchy. So it's no it's no secret why Gowron hates Worf even going yeah. as far back as you know redemption in in those episodes. I it's, feel like
1: someone smarter than me and also geekier than me.
2: Oh, Jake. It,
1: like, there, I feel like there's got to be some kind of comparison between Worf and uh, Sir Gawain from Gawain and the Green Knight. There's something there. I don't know what it is, but I've now put it into the universe.
2: Good. Keep it there.
4: <laughs> I, it, it does. It does kind of play into this bigger theme of like the Federation, other cultures seeing the Federation as a corrupting influence. Like, you know, it's like a lot of a lot of, you know, Ferengi don't like Quark and Rom because they're quote unquote bad Ferengi. And, you know, it's like there's a lot of like Klingon issues with Worf sometimes as being a quote unquote bad Klingon because, you know, they're being exposed to these other ideas. Like, I think I think that's kind of interesting. There's not mm. that Quark
2: is up to, is there right now? No. He wasn't in tacking into the wind at all. And I read that that was because he was busy doing shooting for Buffy but he had one really good scene in <laughs> oh, When It the, Rains. Yeah, the when coffee. When he was so worried about Odo, and I was, like, so in the feels.
4: I, I loved, I love that scene, because when they opened it, like, Bashir, I, I think this was that episode, Bashir's working on something, and O'Brien is just sitting in one of the medical beds with his legs yeah. crossed. Yeah. He's just, like, you know, so just, he's just hanging out. Like, he's not helping Bashir at all. He's just <laughs> keeping him company while he works. And then, you know, Quark comes in with coffee. Not even Ractogino, coffee, specifically. Yeah.
2: Well, O'Brien and Bashir don't drink, Rektigino. You yeah. It's, it's like
4: the first day that either
1: shit wasn't breaking down on the station or O'Brien learned to fucking delegate.
4: He told no, someone gonna, to I'm build gonna his No, I'm going to say everything was still on fire.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's one of those un- uphill battles that never ends.
1: <laughs> you know what it was? He's got Nog now. He can let Nog do stuff. That's true. But yes, I, know, I, I know think that right
2: now uh, Nog is being a soldier and not an engineer, though.
1: But he's on the station at the moment, so I imagine he's still in sort of like, you know.
2: Was he there? I don't remember seeing him.
1: He hasn't shown up in the episodes, but I mean, I've been assuming, like, especially with the... uh, because he was here for Oceans. Defiant Kerploded, he's probably just chilling out on the station, helping keep it in one piece.
2: Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question, is how's Vic doing? Is Vic's (laughs) casino okay? We have to take a quick break from these episodes to go check in on Vic.
4: I am we'll be honestly, a lady
0: tonight. I'm
4: surprised I didn't find a way to set a scene at the
3: at
0: the you know, casino. Here's, here's
3: what it is. Like Bashir just keeps banging his head against the wall trying to figure out what's going on with with this Odo thing and he he's like, "Ah, I got to clear my head." So he goes to Vix and Vix's like, "Pally, it's <laughs> section 31, can't you tell?" <laughs> <laughs> Somebody says says it in
2: song.
1: Pally, I know a thing or two about weird black ops. You know, in my day, it was the CIA. and your day, it's the Section 31.
2: So it's going to be Sloan, right? Because Sloan is the only be. one we see ever.
4: Yes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Sloan just
2: loves Julian so much. Nah, so It's going to
4: be the, the Dax symbiote, the one who originated Section 31 300 <gasps> years ago. Oh, my oh God. God. Gasp the
3: chief. Yeah. No, he's like he's like zooming in with his microscope on the virus, the virus, And it's got it's got it's signed. <clears throat> S period action thirty one, and then he and, and then he and uh, O'Brien. Oh no,
0: that's right. S- another word for action action section. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's actually Sloan action
3: thirty one. Makes perfect sense. <gasps> I oh, what was, oh oh my I,
0: god, Mister Sloan action <laughs> section. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> I love that this Batman Forever joke just keeps getting so much fucking play on this show. <laughs> And,
3: and every time it gets worse and worse. It really does. And it starts off
0: pretty bad anyway. I mean, to be fair. I mean, Another emotion word for was pretty good. Emotion mm. was good. Yeah. yeah, that's true.
2: Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Charles Eddington Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> oh. My God. <laughs> now I'm
0: just... Oh, fuck. No, you didn't.
2: Oh, no. What have I done? No. Somehow, the
1: they lure a bunch of Dominion people to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> and in the middle of the you of the animatronic show, Chuck you know, whips his head off. There's Eddington. The, there's a phaser hitting his guitar. He's just like,
0: ah! Yikes. Interesting. Um, He's gonna something. take us back.
2: Gonna take us Dominion. back to some of the oh. the Julian stuff because I'm so sick of Esri Julian already. Oh Me my too. god,
0: make it go away. The writing
4: the writing is so it's embarrassingly bad. You wanna hear it quote? so bad for the oh, yes. 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 Are they like wow this writing was embarrassingly bad?
2: No, because so here's the here's the quote. It's, this is um, the best
0: thing we ever wrote.
2: <laughs> I Iver Bear says we didn't want Esri to be that available. So this was a courtship in a way. A Ugh. wacky courtship. A Ugh. Deep Space Nine kind of courtship where people bullshit. don't even know they're courting or how to court.
0: Well, I'll okay, agree so with that last bit. They writing. certainly okay. never have fucking any clue what they're doing, yeah. I'll okay. Up that.
1: okay, quick poll. Mora. Would we rather have had this bullshit or cut it so that we could have had a scene at Vix? Vix. Ooh. Oh, yeah, probably Vix, honestly. What Vicks. happens
2: in the scene at Vix is it I just Ezri lusting for other boys? No,
1: no, no. It's it's it's, you know what? It's just him singing songs while people nod along. It actually know, like... would
4: have been really funny to have a scene set in Vix where it's only Vic. There's no humans and he's just kind of like it's not the same. <laughs> 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 he's like me on, they keep me on all day and that part's all right, but like, man, I just Someone should visit me.
1: Or or it's oh. like it's just Vic, you know, middle of the day when he's not working he's just there in a bathrobe eating cereal watching
4: the Flintstones. Or he's writing he's writing a fanfic and it's just the mirror universe stuff. <laughs> and then and then I show up, but I'm a human with a human body. <laughs> 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 Why no one cares? Uh, no, Jake, I, I, would, oh. I
2: would cut the the Whole Esri Julian romance thing. Oh yeah, and then because Esri Esri Wharf has gotten actually very nice now that they're not sexual (laughs) tensioning all over the place. Yeah, Yeah, I like that they're
0: bros. That's I'm down with that. How bad
4: that started? Like it like a couple episodes ago when like you know they they got captured and stuff. Like all of that stuff was really bad. Wharf Wharf was in particularly fine fine form in his like misogyny mode. Yeah, for whatever reason. Like, literally, like, you know, calling her promiscuous for stuff that other people, whatever.
2: How dare a past you fuck somebody else?
4: Right. Like, literally anyone. Like, yeah. So once they, like, now that they, so first off, they should have gotten, they should have gotten through this stuff at the beginning of the season. Oh, yeah. You know, Worf also shouldn't have been a, a huge jerk about it. Um, so sure. But it would have been nice because I do think that like when they're being friends, it's actually really interesting. Like the way the way when they're softer about it, the way they're talking about Jadzia, it's like they both lost somebody Yeah, like and that's mm. really interesting and nice. Like I like that, that that idea, like like the Dax symbiont lost their host, like mm. in a incredibly traumatic way. Like that person is gone to the to the symbiote in, in a way that like. You know, someone that you care about has passed. Like that's that's super cool. So I really like this like this friendship that they're having, and I like that Ezri is fond of Worf, but also is pretty willing to not put up with his garbage. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I and, think
1: too it was interesting yeah. that like they made it explicit that she has a much less like romanticized view of the Klingon Empire than either Jedzia or Curzon. Because, of course, he worked so closely with them back in the day that like he kind of he became fond of so much about it, including to an extent its failings.
4: Yeah, it was it was a little weird that the discussion that like started a lot of this where Worf told Esri that Martok still considers her part of the House of Martok. Mm. Has Esri, it's cute, but has has Esri spoken to Martok on screen? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. Probably not so that would have been interesting and nice it, like I think that would have been a good discussion to have had with Martok mm. you know Ezri and Martok but uh I did like also in that conversation the moment where like Ezri's like oh that's really sweet and Worf is kind of like uh it's like ah, that's not very Klingon is it um very honorable it's like better a little obvious <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get transparent.
2: get this girl a thesaurus <laughs>
1: But Jake, you'd want to bring up the Dominion at one point. Oh yeah.
3: Of? No, I just I just was interested in in the absolute contempt that the female changeling now has for way you. I loved it. Oh, like, god. Like, oh yeah. my openly god. openly telling him like, "Man, as soon as those fucking cloning facilities are open again, you're done." Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yep, and by the off in way. 10, 11, 12. I'm just going to take out the next three and start fresh at, like, 15. <laughs>
0: and I like that her, like, closing comment to him is basically like, oh, do keep me informed of how uh, reclaiming those facilities is going, huh?
1: Well, <laughs> excuse me. Oh, gosh. What I really liked was she goes, like, she says, um, how long till it rains? Like, a few di-
0: weeks?
3: <laughs> maybe? Yeah. yeah. Hmm.
1: Like, he's like, maybe if we delay it, enough, she won't be mad. Or I could have pulled out of win or something. Or maybe
2: she'll die of this disease she has.
3: Hmm. True. You gotta imagine, like, Weyoun's being like, hmm, wonder how Damar's doing. I should give him a call. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I miss Dukat so much. <laughs> so- <laughs> suddenly, I knew where I stood with him.
1: <laughs> suddenly my predecessor is sounding kind of not crazy. Also, by the way, because you, you mentioned in the notes that... um. Thought Pran is thought Gore's successor. When did Thought Gore die?
2: That's funny because I was reading yeah. somewhere, I think on Memory Alpha, that Thought Pran is here, and the, the description of who, who that is is Thought Gore's successor. And then the notes in Memory Alpha are, yeah, it's never explained what happened to Thought Gore. <laughs> it's just Thought Pran now. And it's always been.
1: <laughs> like that's the thing. It's like it's not like you, you can have literally anyone in that suit at any given time, and it can still be Thought Gore.
2: They probably forgot they had named the character. Probably, I they were like, yeah. uh Because as I, like, I know they're in the middle of, you know, writing everything serially. So it's all yeah. the writers trying to keep tabs on what the other ones are doing. Because, you know, when like Renee Echeverria has to go to Ronald D. Moore and says, by the way, Odo's got the disease now. And Ron Moore's like, God damn it, I have to change my whole fucking story, <laughs> you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Fine.
1: Or, or thought Pran was an earlier name and not everyone got the note that it changed to Gore. So. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's funny.
4: I, I've really been enjoying the the Breen representation in the show. Oh my like, god, they are such kiss asses. They're well, they're kiss asses, but like you can never tell what's going on with them. And like yeah. I, I like the revelation that like they wear cooling suits, but their planet's actually really nice. I love that. And, like it's like, what is with these people? Like they're so weird. Like, how do you how do you reason and communicate with them? They're like I- I can't wait till Lower
0: Decks
1: ruins them somehow.
0: Oh, of course. Gotta <laughs> get a, a Manic a, yeah. Pixie Dream Brain out there somewhere. <gasps> <gasps>
2: Actually, that sounds kind of fun.
0: Wait, so I, would, also,
2: I, I also would really the
4: neuro-
2: liked... Oh. No, you'll finish. Oh, uh, uh, it would
4: it the Neurozine gas affect the Breen? At the very end, they had to knock out everyone on the yeah. ships. And so they're using re- Neurozine gas.
2: I remember the Breen do not have blood. Because we yeah. learned that when they were in what that are prison are these camp.
0: these things? <laughs> What are they? That that was one. Oh, no, thing. no, no, James. But they change everything. Yeah. God, I <laughs> never <laughs> airbags.
4: <laughs> I never want to know what the Breen actually are. I want them to always be just like, what the hell are you? Their was, bodies imagine, are,
2: are a, a series of fluid-filled bodies. <laughs> <laughs> They're actually all just kiffs
1: under there, uh, and they wear the cooling suits because they don't like being too warm. Unlike most lizardy things, See,
3: I'd like to imagine that. The Breen are actually completely alien. Mm. You know, just like not not humanoid at all. And that, you know, they just they wear these suits to kinda kinda fit in with the humanoids. <laughs> They're
2: like yeah. kosh from Babylon five.
3: Yeah. Like yeah, like you know, some like kind what of what
2: the fuck even is this thing? No, it I was, I was a at,
3: suit. <laughs> I'm gonna
1: say like um you know, the Medusin which had to just be carried around in a box.
3: Yeah. Little cat box, maybe, maybe the Breen are energy beings, you know, maybe. and they're just contained mm. in those suits,
1: yeah But hmm. yeah, that, that was one thing with this where I was like, what's going on here they were like, oh no, the Breen aren't done installing the thing we have to wait it's like it's not fully installed, but it it's there, surely just, just go,
3: yeah, this is like all plugged a, in
1: doesn't mean you can't steal it <laughs> like well, that's probably
3: if they if they had tried to leave while it wasn't while it was still being installed, maybe the the station would have gotten, been like, hmm, that's interesting. It Why just explodes. Yeah.
2: It explodes if it's not all the way in.
1: Or maybe if once it's installed, the Breen get off the ship, and you don't have to worry about the fact that gas might not affect them.
3: Mm. Yeah. Burr. Yeah, that that um that's the first female vorder we've seen in a little while, too. I think was the yeah. last. What's that? Was the last one that we saw. The one with uh, the tits. Yeah, t- the titty one. From titty the I think the so ship? from
1: the ship. Yeah, which is funny because the first Vorta we ever saw was a woman.
3: Yeah, yeah. Eris.
1: But most of the rep- most of them have
4: been men. Most of because it's mostly
1: been Wayun. Yeah,
2: yeah, true. <laughs> it's, all we, of them are Jeffrey Combs. Wait, do you think <laughs> that in Kevon... any
4: given area there's only one Vorta activated per Vorta line?
2: Yeah, I think that's, that's what our that assumption. Yeah. Okay.
3: I
4: think no, it's I like, a, I like a little like bit this, of Bora. memory of the old
3: yeah. Vortas into the the new ones.
4: I just I just wasn't sure if there was only like literally like seven models of Vorta, and so like when Kira impersonates one very poorly, like they're mm. just be like, that doesn't sound like the f- two Vorta I know. Who are you?
2: <laughs> no, yeah, I wouldn't but... have recognized, but this is a, a an actor, a, a Star Trek actor we've seen before who played Ooh. Luaran. Cool. What,
3: from what, from you guys
2: probably won't recognize, but I read that it was Kitty Swink, Armin Shimerman's wife. No. So now it's a little bit better no. that he wasn't in this episode she, because she's here.
3: She was Aww. the the bitchy Bajoran nimby woman from the Screen episode. Yeah, wasn't she? from
2: Sanctuary.
3: Yeah. Good good wow. memory,
2: Jake. Well done. Well, I
3: remember when we talked about that episode, we talked about how that the NIMBY Bajoran was Armin Shimmerman's wife. See, I
1: had forgotten that fact though, so I mean still
4: good good memory on you.
2: Yeah, I loved Something- her. She had like eyeliner like, er- like every like yeah. everywhere so much
4: yeah something i kind of want to ask this is changing gears if do if, it okay why can't the paw wraiths just tell Guldecott how to free them because why they need... do they need why do they need this book the the this this book in i order... think
2: i think we find out in the final episode so i'm not going to spoil oh, okay. anything i also right. don't think right.
3: i my assumption here is that the the Parase don't actually know. Like the whole point is that they're imprisoned in the fire case oh. and that they need. And it's probably something where they need to be freed by a specific person. And that's why if anybody else reads the book, they get the old blind. Oh,
2: no, I was I, I I am not I am not going to spoil because like I happen to read my, my book does a lot of spoiling the rest of the episodes when I try to do any fucking research right now. So it's like. There there is stuff in the final episode that makes sense that you would want Kai Wynn to know, but not anyone who was not Kai Wynn to know. Never
4: been, you know. Okay. That makes sense. So so And the Paw
2: Wraith would know that.
4: Oh, okay. Alright, so yeah, because I was confused because clearly the Paw Wraiths told Dukat the whole like farmer like farmer prophecy thing. Yeah. Or they just see um,
2: through time and they figured that out.
4: Well well they Dukat needed to know. Dukat this could just had be a to...
2: Ducat plan.
4: No, I, I, I Well, I mean, it would have there There had to be information complex enough for planning between Gu- Gul Dukat and the Paw Wraiths the in order for the that, stories to line up. The
2: fact that the Paw Wraiths are now basically characters in the show right now because they have to be doing making these communications delivered, it's absolutely bonkers banana town.
1: I um, kind of wonder if the Paw Wraiths can't... Like, I kind of wonder if part of their punishment is that they exist linearly
3: also i just gotta i got this unrelated but you said you said bonkers banana town the correct phrase is cuckoo bananas (laughs) In in the in the in the context of star trek it's always cuckoo bananas
2: what is that from something
3: isn't that what uh isn't that what uh what's his fuck was saying um, uh, the, guy, Maybe the, the guy, the guy in the, the Captain in the in the William Shatner documentary. Oh, oh. did he kept, um, call, keep no. calling everything cuckoo bananas? Wacky doodle! Oh, wacky doodle! <laughs> was... Cuckoo was... bananas. That's sounds something. like something Vic
1: would say. Maybe <laughs> that it is cuckoo bananas, Pally.
2: I was gonna say like it's a, it's a double dumbass on you.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. wacky
2: doodle! <laughs> my bad, my
3: bad.
1: Yeah, wacky doodle, cuckoo bananas. Name of the episode.
2: Excellent. What the um, hell was I just saying?
3: <laughs> shit. Uh, that oh. it, is, it is it is it is wacky doodle that the Pa wraiths yeah are
1: characters. are characters yeah. And I suggested maybe part of their thing is like whatever trapped them in the fire caves also means they exist linearly.
2: I don't know because I'm trying to think because the stuff that they tell Kaiwen is kind of specific because it makes it like either they have definitely been. Conversing with Dukat and have specifically made this plan, but I don't think we've seen them converse with Dukat before. No, or it's been pretty they heavily happen implied. to know what's going to go on with Dukat, so they just tailor their plan to what he's already doing.
1: Next, I feel like I, it's been pretty heavily implied he's had communication with them,
2: but specific enough to say, make sure you use the word restoration a lot. And say you're of the land, and uh make sure you talk about this thing that only we would know, so yeah. the, the, the way
4: the way those lines were delivered, it sounded like Ducat knew he needed to say them as opposed to yeah, you know, like so so it's either it's either gold Ducat was just kind of doing stuff, and the paw rates were like, okay, we'll make we'll set we'll set it up, but like he didn't know, and that would mean that like why would he have gone, why would he have gone to? you know, Kai win in the first place, pretending to be this like lowly farmer who just wants help. Unless he knew that this was going to get her into his, her good gracious and be like an advisor to her. Like he, he knew he needed to be her advisor. So someone must've told him because yeah, the I, way he became the advisor was the paw Wraiths had given Kai win a,
2: a, a vision.
5: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So, I feel like
1: what little we've seen of them, they speak directly. Again, possibly because they have been severely depowered and are—they
2: they being pa rates and Dukat? pa rates, um, and pa rates.
3: No, just the way they communicate. Yeah, the way they communicate. I feel like, like I feel
1: like the pa rates. You know, when they got trapped in the fire caves, were severely depowered, and although still, like obviously with crazy magic powers humans can't comprehend, might exist in a plane that is a little more comprehensible to us. And I think they have to work in more humanoid ways
4: yeah the the uh, pa, the Paul race in their message they were like the emissary has faltered yeah you will find someone will come to you claiming someone of the land will come to you the restoration is at hand and like they said very specific direct things and then you know i, I just, it was a different episode but like you know the the marriage episode where you know even cisco's own Prophet spaced alien mom was kind of like, you know, you will this is not your path. You will know great sorrow. Like it was it was all still very loose and in the air, and I'm not actually telling you anything. Whereas the Paw Wraiths are very much like, you know, Cisco has messed up. Thing you need to fix this now. Yeah. Like
1: they are way more directly just sort of TV bad guys. Is
3: there a possibility that the pa wraith is still, if not possessing Dukat, like because he he was possessed by the pa wraith when he yeah. killed Jadzia. So maybe there's some some of that still there. You know, maybe he's still got a bit of bit a little bit of pa wraith in him. And that Makes connection easier. Gets, yeah. yeah,
4: I I assumed he was still directly connected in some way, not necessarily like majorly, but like as if there was a direct connection still among Ducat and the pa wraiths.
3: I mean, it I also, know. it would they also explain, it. yeah, yeah, it, but it would explain like his kind of change in tune between then and now, because, mm-hmm. you know, at that time he was pretty, just pretty much just bent on destroying the wormhole and shutting off the, the Bajorans from the Celestial Temple Yeah, as a, you know, more as a, as a matter of spite than anything else. mm
2: so were the Pa Wraiths telling Ducat what to do with the cult? Yeah, I well, that's so. the thing. I think yeah. I think
3: after that incident, because I know we Jadzia, questioned whether that
2: was true or not, or whether that was Ducat lying to them.
3: No, I think I think that I think at that point he kind of whatever the Pa Wraith did to him changed him to being you know
2: their mouthpiece. Least,
3: yeah, you know, Hot. or at least they at least they sold him. On a, a bill of goods. On a bill of goods that, like, hey, you want to have real power? Get with us, buddy.
1: Yeah, because like the pa wraith, the last thing they want to do is fuck up the wormhole. They want to get back there. So they would have to change his mind about what he wants next.
3: Except that's the thing, though. When when the Coast was in Ducat and they killed and he killed Jadzia, they did shut down the wormhole. Like the pa, that was what the pa wraith <laughs> did. The only reason it even opened again was because cisco found yeah, that's true the orb in the desert so i'm
2: gonna say this the prophets parates divine intervention fucking bullshit <clears throat> makes this show very tenuous sometimes
3: yeah and the Power Wraiths were actively trying to stop Cisco from finding the orb. So yeah. that's
2: true. They sent that Power Wraith cultist to go kill him, which yeah, means they, they sent... must have. The Pa'raiths must have told that cultist to go see see Cisco, uh, because yeah. how else would that cultist know to go do that? God damn it!
3: Well, they also <laughs> sent him the Benny visions. Um, oh, the fake ones. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: The Doctor Damar. Yeah,
3: <laughs> paint over your story, Benny. So uh, yeah, also, so it is interesting that the motivations of the Power Race remain inconsistent and elusive. But kind of
4: kinda of combined on this, like who made the Coast security measure? Seriously. The where if the wrong person opened the book they would go blind? Oh that I thought you just meant the fact that like the Bajorans are like
1: only the Kai can look at them. It's like, why not just destroy those?
0: Right. Oh, see, like, I thought you meant the cheap lock on it like every every, <laughs> yeah. every kid's every kid's <laughs> like lockable diary from my I was, youth. I, I was th- thinking yeah, actually watching no, that
1: sorry. scene, it's like Kai win only. Do Kai I mean, don't look.
2: Have you seen the bullshit Bajorans do? Well yeah. no, but but
4: but it's it's like so first off you have to get the book, and yeah. then you need to get blood on the book, then you can yeah. read it. And then,
0: if you're the one, it can't wrong just be person, any blood either. I bet it's got to be the blood of somebody you murdered, right? It has to be Sobol, yeah,
4: <laughs> specifically Sobol, who, who just Sobol, who just was having the worst career ever the entire time. <laughs>
0: I, but you feel it's got to. I, I feel like it's got to come from like someone you struck down in anger. Like I don't feel like you could just like you know accidentally bite a hangnail and be like, oh, so, whoops, bloop. You know. So
4: that's a really good point, right? So who wrote the book? It, God, <laughs> it must, yeah. because so like, obviously it wasn't the Bajorans, the followers of the prophets did not write a book that can only be read with the blood of someone maybe murdered. And if you're the wrong person, then also blinds you, which um, sounds an awful lot like cloud, which sounds <laughs> an awful lot like an act of God that maybe Kai would be like, well, the prophets clearly are actually doing stuff because the security measure on this prophet made book has has blinded Dakot. But so, OK, so maybe maybe the book was written by, like, followers of the Paw Wraiths. Why and would the, into the hands of the Kai? Why would the followers of the Paw Wraiths write a book that only the Kai follower of the prophets
0: could read? Because they saw
2: a vision and that's what the vision was. Duh! Wait,
0: well, wait, wait, wait. It would have so to maybe, be. Maybe it's not. Well, she's also Kai only a name at this point, right? Yeah. Well, so to why did, why did it have
4: her if she's not actually Kai? I don't even like, know. Why it's does,
3: an, how does it's probably book... not a Kai or not Kai. It's probably someone who's um,
2: Banging Dukat.
3: Yes. No, someone who's a true believer. It's probably mm. a, that's probably the difference is that Kai Wind, mm. as much as she's a piece of shit, she truly believes in you know the herself in the the sanctity of of the prophets and and the and the pa race. Whereas Ducat, yeah, he he believes, but he's a little more cynical about it. I think mm. you know he's he's I, more yeah. interested in, in his own personal glorification. Kai Wind has some semblance of oh, this will be for the good of Bajor, even if it kills all of the. All of the little people. See, this makes yeah, me assume I,
2: yeah. that the pa wraiths must be able to see through time to have written this book with the instructions for what you need to do to free them from the fire
0: caves.
3: Mmm.
4: Yeah, I think I think it only makes sense that somehow the prophet archivists got access to a Paw Wraith text.
2: God damn, I there are myriad moments in this fucking series where I wish they didn't bother with these fucking literal god shit. See,
1: well, all they really need to do was get a fellowship of nine people together to no, take no, the book no. and throw it into the cloud, which then would have destroyed it with its divine lightning.
4: Oh my gosh. Sorry, I'm looking at my notes and I just remember this last thing. Like, this is probably my last oh my god note. Apparently Earth got attacked?
2: Oh yeah, did you miss that? Yeah, yeah. No,
4: I watched the previous four episodes up to the up to these two, so I wouldn't be caught off guard by stuff like that. But yeah, the, the they mentioned it. no, they we mentioned it in a previous episode once. And then in this episode, when Julian was trying to was trying to get information on Odo's medical history, they were like, oh, they must be really freaked out about that time Earth got attacked that we're not talking
3: about. I mean, we saw they showed us like the destroyed Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, and they, no, showed, they, they showed a picture yeah, and
4: Matt they painting. said it. Yeah, they showed a picture, and they they said, "Oh, Earth got attacked." That's like it. They they really have like you would think that if Earth was attacked, that you know maybe they would have
3: had like Jake visiting home, visiting I mean, his Rossi, grandfather. This is and not. Earth gets attacked. This is not Star Trek Earth. It's Star Trek Deep Space Nine. <laughs> no. okay? okay. Also, yeah, honestly, right. compared to
5: that boy, time,
1: compared
3: to that time, Florida got
1: attacked in the twenty second century. This was nothing.
2: Sure. Yeah,
4: I just, but also, I just, I just think it would have been nice if they had, if they had gone into it at all. I little. think it was yeah, more
2: it, they wanted it to be a surprise factor that, oh right, they can attack Earth, yeah. even if it's not like the attack that takes out Earth, but just the Breen have the balls to do this in the first place. Yeah, like I don't think there was a. The, the most casualties you'll see in this fucking war no, except for but, like they're gonna have to rebuild the bridge again and again but i
4: mean so so for for these writers at least this should have been like it would have been a jfk moment for the writers mm. like for us it would have been a 9-11 like technically you know it's like when it comes to sheer numbers but it's not about the numbers it's about like the audacity of the act yeah and In that case, everyone, it doesn't matter how, it would be, oh my god, the home world was attacked. Our most defended place, heart of the Federation, managed to be struck. Like, even if it was, even if it was a a slap in the face, it would still have been this thing that, like, oh my god, they could go anywhere. Yeah. And I just think, like, you know, having it, having it be this kind of just, you know, this, this weird kind of throwaway was just
0: peculiar.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Also, like, you really, you think they really wanted to fuck with people, they would have attacked Paris, not San Francisco. Why? Well, Paris is actually your seat of government.
0: Oh, right. Well, no, they they, they weren't attacking
2: Earth, they were attacking Starfleet, though, right?
1: Well, I mean, they attacked Starfleet headquarters, but, like, you know, you could have, like, totally fucked the government and thrown everything
4: into disarray. Yeah, well, I
2: I don't think it's that they're attacking Earth, I think it's they're attacking Starfleet. I think that was the, get, the message so they is, were sending.
4: Is it is it like attacking? Is attacking Starfleet like attacking the biggest military base? Like is it like attack? It's not the biggest military base, but like what's it? Uh, not Key West. I feel like it would be kind of like the officer the officer training school for for U.S. military. West Point. West Point. Thank you. Yeah. So so is is attacking Starfleet like attacking West Point? Where attacking Paris would be like attacking Washington D.C. Like as the comparison.
1: Like, I think it's more like going after the Pentagon instead of the White House. Yeah. But, you yeah, like, had they thought about it, what they should, they should, see, they, they prove the breed don't know enough about Earth. Because if you'd totally fucked the Earth, the, the Federation government, there'd have been total disarray while a bunch of evil admirals tried to get themselves named temporary president. And that would have brought down the Federation in 10 minutes.
2: Is the government, wait, the admirals are the admirals in Starfleet. Yeah, Are, they're not in the government.
1: No, but yeah, I, I imagine the whole was trying to do. Yeah, like if the whole government was wiped out, you could totally see some admirals trying to be like emergency measure military government.
0: Oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, they I wouldn't. Mean, didn't be they already in try the line of succession. Yeah,
3: Leighton. Yeah, you know, it would be that the Secretary of Commerce became president through the line of succession. Yeah, and then, you know, and then he's just a pushover, so the the admirals take over.
4: Well, they yeah. did that in Battlestar
3: Galactica,
4: where it was the education, the the education minister. Yeah, and if who I recall, president.
3: there was a power struggle between uh, between the the president and the and the military commander.
4: Well, there may have been, but then they made out, so it was okay. They
3: did make out, hot. totally made out,
4: <laughs> extremely hot. It's a hot show. So
2: they, they they
3: they did that until Ensign Rowe showed up and was a total bitch. She
4: was okay, now it. now we're and Now we're dropping inside jokes about, bat,
2: about Battlestar Galactica. Wait,
1: wait. It's a Roche actor shows up in that show?
2: Yeah, Boy, pivotally. Alert. Oh, wow.
4: Welcome cool. to an FTL jump to steer her by. <laughs> I really want to watch that show at some point.
1: Yeah, someday. I think, it's a good show. I think what we should do, though, is watch the
3: like five episodes of the 70s one first.
2: No. 70s one is
3: good. It's not good by modern standards. it's It also just kind
2: of ends, if I remember. Well, yeah, because it got cancelled.
3: Yeah. I mean, there's also... I mean, there's Battlestar 1980, which is... Not oh, exactly, by all accounts, actually bad. Yeah, it takes place many, many years after, and they've reached Earth, and it's just them hanging out on Earth, having adventures.
1: With flying motorcycles, if I recall. Sounds Ooh. nice. Anyway, we, we've we wandered into 70s Battlestar. Was there anything else before we wrap?
2: when ge- delivers the fucking... Most stone cold line at one point when she's talking about how, like, oh yeah, the restoration is going to kill a lot of my people. And as long as my people survive, the line is, the rest are of no consequence. And yeah. I'm like, ooh, yeah. win. Yeah.
1: Damn. Yeah, she's <laughs> Louise Fletcher, man, she is so good.
4: Yeah, she really is. God, what she throws out to fucking brutal Oh, it's so good! Dude, oh my god, like, it is hard to make me feel bad for Dukat But, like, Louise Fletcher manages She's so cold, it's amazing Oh, no, see, I didn't feel bad, that was amazing oh. That was like, fuck, I mean, you are evil But that's like, like she's mm. like, you can you can go panhandling on the streets Maybe you'll make enough money to feed yourself And give yourself a place to sleep
0: Yeah, you know. good luck with that shelter Oh. When you no, learn
4: was, some, when you learn some humility, maybe you'll get your eyesight back.
2: See, I was distracted that whole scene because Mark. I have seen way better sightless acting from actors yeah, that, before. I'm like, oh, Mark, honey, I I love you, but you are not looking like you're supposed to not see, not be able to see.
1: Yeah, being fair, that's probably like so hard to pull off, and a show like this doesn't have the time to really like. Do the extra takes and let him really sink into it, you know? I know. I kept thinking like
2: they should do something where they, like they color the eyes like they do with Jordy, but the yeah, idea yeah. is that the Bajorans can't find anything wrong with it.
3: Yeah. I think <laughs> your it eyes interesting, look know look that weird, they did dude. send him to a doctor, weird. and the doctor apparently wasn't like, Your eyes are fine, but also you're a Cardassian. <laughs> 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 That's a good point. <laughs> he pull he pulls DeCont aside, he's like, Did
4: do, do you know? Your DNA is, is not Bajoran. You were you started <laughs> it bleeding,
2: just, and it was brown, and that's wrong.
4: Curious. I don't. I didn't want to bring it up in case you know, you didn't know. Deary mm, dearie
0: dear, Deary dear.
4: Oh, I mean, I miss Sobor. A nice guy. <laughs> that poor I sap. Mean,
0: I tested stu- his DNA. That stupid idiot. He's
4: he's not who he says he is. Fucking yeah, he should have
2: gone to the news instead of wen Oh.
4: That actually, that does remind, so, so, uh, I, I do not remember if this comes up, but don't you think it was a little weird that, like, Kai Wynn would throw Dukat out on the street when Dukat knows where the body of the person the Kai murdered is?
1: Well, the thing, though, is, like, who's gonna, like, here's this guy that was hanging around the Kai for some reason that nobody really liked, who's now blind somehow, screaming on the street that the Kai is corrupt and this and that, like, who's gonna believe him?
4: But there's a body somewhere, like, it might have got thrown into, like, a replicator reclamator. or so whatever. I was about to say, like, he,
1: he, whatever they did with it, he has been, like, atomized. There's no evidence. I do. I mean, so. I considering refuse to believe that Gul did
4: not retain enough evidence to convict Kai Winn of murder, like... That is does not sound like Goldicott.
1: I mean, it was probably in his room, which he was not allowed back into by and that guard. He, and
2: now he can't find. <laughs>
1: I mean, he's also... All
2: the police. I go check out. I hid some
4: information about this guy Kai murdered.
1: Nah, I, I, I could see how it's just like, she'll she'll have his shit thrown out. She'll, you know.
3: Fair, this, I, I won't keep
1: arguing fair enough, but...
3: This
4: ain't
1: her so first rodeo. I
3: mean, the other thing is, like, Dukat has clearly met his match. Yeah, you know? that's... And, yeah. and like, yeah. and he's just... He's just very like no one has ever challenged him for like like champion pieces shit before. But but like he's he has to just hand his crown over. At Here's this the
2: problem. Point. Here's the problem with that. Kai Wynn isn't his match. Paw Wraiths are his match. <laughs> <laughs> pa Without wraiths are paw rates are his match. he'd still be on top.
3: <laughs> mm. Sure.
1: But yeah, no, like he uh he made a bit of a misstep here and yeah, like against any other people or, again, without the paré thing. All right, but with this the way it is, like, fuck, he's just...
2: He'll be fine. He'll be great. Oh, yeah. He's still so looking so forward to this. He's gonna pull himself up
0: by his bootstraps.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: He's
4: going to make a Bajoran-Cardassian fusion-inspired restaurant.
0: Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh, man, that could be good. He is himself a Cardassian-Bajoran fusion, so yeah. no one better yeah. to do it. I still love that, like, apparently, apparently
4: Ducat looks and sounds enough like Ducat that Sobar was like, it's like, look at him. You know who he is. He has 10 feet like, of neck. <laughs> it's just like, it's like, yeah, remember that time the pope was tricked by literal Hitler because he changed his hairstyle? <laughs>
1: hey, hey, you ever seen that photo of um, God? What's her name? from Eternal Sunshine there without her bangs or with her Dechanel. bangs swept aside. Yeah, Zoe Deschanel. It's a photo of her with her hair done differently so she doesn't yeah. have bangs. I don't and think holy she's in
2: Eternal sh- Sunshine.
1: She's not, no. Oh, who am I thinking else? of? I don't know. Oh, I was thinking of 500 Days of Summer. That's what it was. Oh, uh, okay. I had the wrong title, not the wrong actress. But um, yeah, like they have a picture of her and her hair's all done up. She's in an award show or something and she's not wearing her usual like horn-rimmed glasses and you're like, Oh, wow. Superman just wearing glasses and changing his hair would work.
3: <laughs> I mean, at, at that point, Zoe Dachanel is probably indistinguishable from about 50 other women her same age. like
2: Other manic trick pixie dream girls? Not just,
3: well, OK, I will take to my grave that Katy Perry and and Zoe Dachanel are probably the same person. Oh, they look a lot alike. Yeah, people have been coming to for years. I, I'm not convinced that th- I've never seen them in the same room together, so <laughs> every time you invite them to a party, only one shows up. That's right. I I invite them to all my parties. Neither of them show up. No. That, that doesn't that doesn't prove the point.
4: Doesn't But I show it. up, so maybe I'm Zoe Dashnell slash Katie. Oh Perry. my god. That
2: explains it. That explains it why no explain one comes everything. to our parties. Because yeah. everyone we know is actually just James Rossi.
1: My, uh, and James Jeffrey. Rossi is secretly Jeffrey Combs
2: nice
0: <laughs> Jeffrey
2: Combs forever
0: I love Jeffrey Combs my god All right. oh man well, he
2: popped up in uh, Babylon 5 and I was so happy to see him nice
0: yay should I right. him to come well, on if he, if he popped up it sounds like he was happy to see you as well <laughs> heyo we're talking about actors
1: it's almost an hour 50 at this point
0: most Caleb, of this is cuttable Jake us out well, thank you for joining us for another episode of A Star to Steer Her Buy. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you can find A Star to Steer Her Buy where all fine podcasts are sold. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google and Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on Facebook by searching for A Star to Steer Her By. We are at SSHB Podcast on Twitter and Tumblr. Or you can visit our website, sshbpodcast.com. As usual, I have been Caitlin.
3: I be Jake. This has been Chris.
0: This has been Ames. I'm James. Hi. Bye.
2: Thank you for joining us again, James. And yeah, everybody,
0: make sure to join us again next week when we talk about two more Deep Space Nine episodes, Extreme Measures and the Dogs of War. Bow wow. We are getting ever closer to the end of Deep Space Nine, and I am very sad.